we always try to solve our problems by thinking that the problem is the problem you have told yourself this is how good i can ever be brands invest in marketing do you invest in relationships or you damage them daily and you think tomorrow your brand will come out alive what we have learned today how do we implement it to achieve this needed results do you even change your paradigm? Generally, I think my paradigm has seriously shifted. I want to refer to Deolo like a candle that is lighting other candles. In fact, this is the best place I've ever been in my life. The number one reason why people are not able to lead themselves is because they keep self-sabotaging. There is no easy money that comes without hard work. It doesn't exist. If it does, it is just a poison chalice. You will not be able to sustain it or replicate it. And from there, the next day, there was somebody that gave me a loan of 1,000 Naira. And like they say, the rest is history. Today, the company that I run have more than 500 members of staff and has assets in billions of Naira. Okay. Well, I've thrown the challenge to three, four people and none of them have been able to come and do it. Okay. So maybe you'll take up the challenge. Okay, I have okay. the technology that will generate the light, generate the heat for you. We'll do Just things. don't ask me for any money to do it. No problem, sir. Ah. What we need is MOU. Thank you, sir. Okay, somebody may be getting business from here. We have our next speaker in the house, and I'd like you to really pay attention and get ready to learn. Um, I'll give you a little bit of uh, an introduction of the person that is coming to speak with us. Um, Mr. Kunle Oguomoju is a farmer. He is not looking like a farmer today. <laughs> but you need to know how farmers can look. Um, he's a farmer. He's been, he's been at it for a number of years. He'll give you the full details when he comes. I think he's been a farmer for about 30 years. Uh, well, about close to 30 years, about almost three decades. Um, and what I find fascinating about him is for a long time, for the last, for the last 11 years of my life, whenever I'm doing business and I'm running towards some brick walls and I want to talk to someone to say, this is what I'm going through, what do you advise? He is a very regular person I run to. He doesn't live in Lagos, so every time I need to do that, I usually travel to do that. If I travel, we discuss, we just till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Um, we'll go and buy suya so that we can have enough things to eat while we're talking, and I'll ask questions, what about this, what about that. And even though the business we do is completely miles apart, um, I always learn. I realize that business is business. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And I've followed him for consistently for those 10, 11 years, learning from him, applying the things he's taught me. Many times I've made mistakes because after he has told me what he thinks, I refuse to take it as a, I refuse to take it as law. And I try to say, let me find out, can it be different? And usually I get spanked by reality. Now I'm a lot more matured. I listen more now. And I realized that it pays to listen and learn than to experience all the heartaches, heartaches by yourself. 
So today you have the opportunity of listening directly to one of my own mentors who has had the opportunity of being able to start his business with as little as 10 naira as financial capital and has built it into something that is, is huge in billions. So today, I'd like you to take your notes. I'd like you to take your pens. I'd like you to ensure that your attention is wrapped. As we, now, we'll have it in two formats. It will speak to us for a few minutes, and then we'll sit down and take plenty of questions and answers. I will sit and support so that I can do that as well. Please join me today to celebrate and jam your hands together. Give a standing ovation if you can, as I welcome up the podium, Mr. Kunle Oguomoju. First thing I'd like us to do is to give glory and honor to whom it is due. When I'm introduced, I feel very small compared to the person that has been introduced, but I know that the introduction is for the God that is in me. Can we just raise our hands up and jam the hands together for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the I am that I am, the Ancient of Days, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, the Lily of the Valley, the Rose of Sharon, the Balm of Gilead, the Alpha, the Omega, the Beginning and the End, the One that Was, the One that Is, the One that Is to Come. If you are doing that for my King, I don't think that is enough. For my God, that is not enough. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. We can have our seats. The second thing I like to do, they say, when uh, Adeolu was introducing me, he said, he doesn't look like a farmer. I like to know how a farmer looks. <laughs> but I'm not surprised that that is coming up. I have, some, I have some of my children studying abroad, and one of them went to apply for a visa somewhere in, over there. And the person that was introducing him, an Oyibo man, when he also asked him and said, what does your daddy do? He says, he's a farmer. The Oyibo man looked at him, and the Oyibo man looked at him and said, ah, ah. he's like, even if we are prejudiced about farmers, even when you both are prejudiced about farmers, they think farmers are there. Sure, you understand. But I want to encourage you. Farming is good. This is how a farmer looks. If you want to look like this, come to farming. So, let's get down to business. I want to talk to you this morning about what you carry inside of you. What you carry inside of you. When a pop, the purpose of a thing is not known, that thing is subject to abuse. If you don't know who you are, it is going to be difficult for you to manifest what you should. Who are we? From creation, we have been given the seed of greatness. A corn seed is able to grow more than 20 million of its kind. And the amazing thing is that if you plant one corn seed today, in three months' time, you will have about 640 other seeds from there. 
you will have about 6,400 seats from there, from one seat. If you do that twice in a year, you will have 6,400 times two. You can do maize twice in a year. And you find out that from that maize seed, you can actually have a whole plantation of maize. Yes, we had water, we had fertilizer and all that. But how many of us know that the maize seed itself carry water inside of it? It has minimum of 10% moisture. No matter how dry the maize is, it will have a minimum of 10% moisture. So the water that the maize needs to be able to grow is inside the maize itself. And you see, you see a tiny jam, what we call the jam in the seed. That is all that is required to make a forest out of maize. What am I telling you this morning? From what you have, how you are, you are already built for greatness. When we are born, look at the young child. The young child is running all over the place. You see water, it wants to run inside the water. It does not fear that it will, get, it will drown. It sees the fire, it wants to run inside the fire. It doesn't care whether the fire will burn. It wants to jump from the top of a three-story building down. It does not care whether it will break his limbs. When we were created, as we were born, we, we know that we can do all things. That is the God factor in us, that we know that we can do all things. But as we begin to grow, the adult tells, ah, don't go near the fire, the fire will burn you. So the child begins to withdraw. Don't jump from there, you will break your limbs. The child begins to withdraw. So what happens? As we grow older, we begin to get conditioned to what others tell us. We begin to define ourselves by what others are saying, rather than what has been embedded inside of us from the beginning. Even though it is good to take caution, but a lot of us are living our lives too cautiously. And at the end of the day, we'll lose the life in any case. Nobody will live at this earth without dying. Unless Jesus comes and there is rapture. So, our living cautiously is depriving us of our, the potentials that we carry. Because, like I said, as children, we, begin, we think we can do everything and we begin to do it like that. But limitations begin to come in. Because adults tell us, this is what you can do. You can't go beyond this level. You can't go beyond this level. So that begins to define us. I left university at the age of 21. And I also decided that I wanted to do a master's degree before starting work. And there were financial challenges. So... I could not go to school on time. I got admission for masters, but I couldn't go to school on time because of financial difficulties. So they had done like six weeks before I, before I got to school. By the time I got to school, I found out I've been assigned to a project supervisor, a lady. Now she's my mommy, but then a lady. And you know how they can be. Abby, we understand. 
Eh? We understand. You don't understand. <laughs> Almost everybody that heard that I was posted to the woman told me that she will not accept me because I had come late. So I should go and look for another supervisor. And really, when I got to her, she told me, you are six weeks behind because people have started the projects and I will not take you. I pleaded. I did everything. She said, no, I will not allow you. I will not supervise your projects. Go and look for another supervisor. When I was pestering her, she sent me out of her office. And I went out of the office and I sat down outside her office. And she stayed for another two hours inside her office. She didn't know I was there in any case. So she stayed and was working for another two hours inside her office. And when she came out, she met me sitting there quietly. But I told you to go and look for another supervisor. If you don't take me, then I'm not going to do this uh, project again. I said, ah, why? I said, because I've heard that you are one of the best, and I want to work with one of the best. And she's like, okay. So sometimes things get thrown at us. What we consider as obstacles get thrown at us, and we run away from it. By the time I was going to finish my master's degree, the woman for like six months was the one bringing food for me from her house. When she cooks her own food, she will cook my own food and bring for me to eat. When we make up our minds to get stuff done, we can actually get it done. Obstacles are going to be like stepping stones for us. It's like they say, if you set your sails, every wind will blow in your favor. Every wind will blow to take you to your destination. What is the, the problem is that a number of us have not really set our sails, so we are being tossed to and fro. And when we are tossed to and fro, we say, exactly, this is what they say will happen. So it's already happening, so we get discouraged. From there, okay, there was a point I did not mention. When I was looking for money to go to school for the master's, I decided to raise birds. I, collect, I, had, I had a first degree, so I collected birds. I said, let me raise chickens so that I can make some money to go to school. That was even one of the reasons why I couldn't go to school on time. Because I collected the birds, more than 70% of them died, even though I was a graduate of animal science. What does that tell us? Technicality is not enough. 20% of what we learn in school is what we are going to really apply when we are going to get on the field. A lot of us leave school thinking that now we are made. The degree is a means to an end and not the end in itself. As a graduate of animal science, I lost 70% of the chickens. So the money I was trying to multiply eventually was depleted. So I had to go and look for more money to be able to go to school. Then, from after master's degree, went to Obasanjo Farms. Almost uh, immediately, I finished the master's degree. I started work with Obasanjo Farms. That was in October 1988. And by four years after, I resigned. I wanted to do my own business. I had accumulated some money and said, okay, let me go and raise, let me go and start this business again. This time around, after one year, the chickens did not die, 
but the business died. We were raising the chickens, we were producing them, but the business died. Later, I'll tell you why the business died. But in one year, the business died, so I had to go back to Obasanjo Farms. And from there, I did about seven other years till 1999, December. 1999, December. That was the year we're talking of the millennium, the millennium, the millennium, and all of that. So all of us were like, what are we going to do in year 2000? As if the year, then the federal government will say, housing for all by year 2000. What, which time are they targeting now? They are targeting 2020. From 2020, they will target 2050. So if you are following them in their targets, I beg, eh, think twice. So. Because after 2020, they will, see, 2020 is very near now. They will start shifting. They have already started shifting in any case. They are talking of 2030. They will go to 2050. Like you said, help is not from there. It's from there. So if you are looking up onto the government to solve our problems, you find out that the way we were looking at year 2000 then, as if everything will become free, everybody will be, be in El Dorado. Titi did year 20, 2000, 2100, if the Lord tarries, some people will still be expecting that manner to fall. I hope we will not be part of them. So, even though I wasn't making any conscious efforts, but God in his mercies made things to happen, that I had to take, in my 13 years of working for other people, I didn't go and leave at all. Because it was like, what will I be doing if I don't go to work? That was the way I used to feel. That what will I be doing if I don't go to work? I'm not sure there's any other thing I'll be able to do if I don't go to work. So I wasn't going to, I, was, I didn't take leave at all. Although I changed jobs like four or five times. So maybe that was the period I was taking leave. Because I would resign from one job, I go and sit at home when I'm not uh, satisfied with what is happening there. Not about the salary, but if, I'm able, if I want to do things and they are, not, they are being resisted, I'll just resign. I'll go and sit at home. Maybe after two weeks, somebody will call me again and say, oh, yeah, come and work. So I'll go and start work there also. So that year, I started falling ill. So I had to go home. My yoga gave me about two or three weeks' leave to go and sort out my health issues. So, along the line, I got invited to a church program where the pastor was talking about how you can do business without having cash. He used the story of the widow that uh, they wanted to take her sons away, and the prophet asked her, what does she have? And she said she didn't have anything. But at the end of the day, they found that she had a small cruise of oil. She had neighbors that would give her jars and all of that. So that was what he used to tell us that you don't necessarily need cash to do business. So I went back to work. And one way thing or the other, I had to resign. I left. And I was expecting my boss to give me, I gave a month's notice. I had done one month work. So one month work and one month in lieu of notice. But he asked me to leave immediately, and he did not pay me for the one month that I had worked. So when I was going to leave there, December 2nd, 1999, I had my transport fare, which was 10 naira, to take me from my place of work. He won't even take me home, 
But I was expecting that even if I, I was expecting to collect the month salary that I had worked because my company pays around the second or the third. So I was expecting to be paid. I waited till I finished that one month so that at least I can have that one to hold. But he said I should leave immediately and he did not pay me for the month that I had worked. So it was only the 10 hours that was left in my pocket. What choice do I have? So I took public transport. It's like if I'm coming here and I had to take a public transport that would drop me at uh, the Okwebi roundabout. Because if I wanted to get to this place, I would have had to pay 15 naira. And I had only 10 naira. So I dropped at Okwebi bus stop and walked the rest of the distance home. And from there, the next day, there was somebody that gave me a loan of 1,000 naira. And like they say, the rest is history. Today, the company that I run have more than 500 members of staff and has assets in billions of naira. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, my name is Olamide Akenwolabi. I'm also a farmer, to the glory of God. In fact, I'm in awe of God right now because I now know why I'm here in this training. Sir, uh, two questions. One, I would like to quickly know why the first poultry business failed. You said the, the farm, uh, the birds did not die, but the poultry failed. I'm also into poultry. I do eggs, eggs only. And my second question goes to us, because I've been asking myself, with only eggs, with only laying birds, how far can we go? I've been pushed all sort of, oh, you need to do broilers. Christmas is coming and all that. But I'm not being led into that direction currently. And so I've even asked my mentor in the poultry industry how far. He's also doing only eggs. So with this opportunity with you, I would like to know, are you doing only eggs? And if yes, it's obvious that it's sustainable because you have something big, you know, down there. So that, those are my two questions. Okay, why did the business fail? The second, the, when, we, when the business failed, because the first time it failed because technicalities are not enough. So you need to learn. The first time I, I failed because I thought I knew technical, but I found out that the chickens died. The second time, you find out that you needed also to know managerial. Then I had mastered technical by the time I was going to do the second business but I had not learned how to manage resources. So the resources uh, finished, so to say. That was why the second attempt failed. And then eggs alone, we're into production of day old chicks and table eggs. Are you, are you going to be at the exclusive, uh, at the, uh, exclusive session? No. It, because this, the, for the egg business, now we have, we have um, are you with me, ma'am? Now we have about um, 300,000 layers. We're growing it to about 400,000 layers. But at the beginning, if you load expenses on the layer business, it cannot sustain you. Most of the time, if you have layer business that you are loading your expenses on, from at the initial, before you get a particular number, you will not sustain it. The margins on the layer are as good as the broiler. 
even better than the broiler. But it takes about 12 to 16 months before you realize that value. And you know, in that 12 to 16 months, if you load that expenses of 12 to 15, 16 months on that business, then the business will have an issue. Now, let me quickly add a thought about, he said the business failed, even though he knew the technicals, there was a problem with the management. Um, he didn't shed a lot of light on it. But an example of that is, I know my technicalities, I know my business, but I don't know how to manage my finances. So I'm making money, or I don't even know the timing of, you know, some of the things he's sharing, he's saying 12 to 16 months. There are some things he shares with me, and I'm saying, so how do you know that? How do you know it's going to take 12 months? How do you know, how does this work? You need to also develop the capacity to manage your funds and your resources to be able to sustain the business. Because the chicken can be alive, and the chicken can be more expensive than other chicken outside because you have spent too much money on the chicken than the value that they're supposed to be sold for. Okay, number two. Good afternoon, sirs. My name is Ademola Akinpelumi from Exploit, team four. So I have a three-in-one question, and I believe it's going to add value chain. How do you generate light? And I believe you need heat for poultry. Then what do you do with your animal waste? If you have the privilege to add value chain, reduce costs, and make more profit, will you go for the chances? Thank you. How do I generate electricity? Yes. Generators. Okay, sir. Then we have, uh, we also have our own dedicated transformers and all of that. But they grew with the business. You can imagine a business that started with 10 naira would not have been able to have afford a lot of the things that you're asking. But over time, we've been able to build that in. Okay. Eat, also, normally we, we burn charcoal and we use uh, gas, cooking okay. gas. Then the third thing, we said, how do we manage our waste? From the but uh, waste the intestine and their feces. I don't do frozen chicken. I'm not into broiler okay. production. Okay. Okay, sir. Uh, one more thing, sir, please. Um, you said the heat, you do it from coal. Okay, there's a green solution, if you don't mind, sir. Thank you. There is what? Green solution. Green. 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 Yes. Which green? Zero emission in terms of smoke now. Okay, which green? Yeah. Uh, which green? Which green from the... Uh, there's a from your animal waste now. Yeah. You can generate heat, then you generate electricity. We have a technology to that. Yeah, I know. It's not that I'm unaware, okay. but I don't. I tell people my business is raising chickens. Okay. I buy generators because I need to have electricity. That's not my business. Okay. I tell people I have the waste. Okay. Come and do the gas. Okay. I even buy from you. Okay. But I've thrown the challenge to three, four people. Yes. And none of them have been able to come and do it. Okay. So maybe you'll take up the challenge. Okay. I no have problem. the technology that will generate the light, generate the heat for you. We'll do part Just don't ask me for any money to do it. No problem, sir. Uh -huh. What we need is MOU. Thank you, sir. Okay. Somebody may be getting business from here. My name is Teresa Jide. The first person I've asked the question I want to ask is why did the business fail? My second question is, you have a 10 naira before you resign from your company. And how do you stand the business and the level you are now? Okay, that will take me back to what the, what we're, what the pastor shared at the seminar that I went to on business. Yeah. 
we in uh, elementary economics we are taught about the factors of production. We are told la uh, land, right? How many of us know our basic economics? Eh? Okay, we are. Let's go. Land, uh -huh. labor, uh -huh. capital, uh -huh. entrepreneurship. Okay, new addition. Okay, so, and if you look at all of those things, they call money capital. What do we call labor now? We call it human resources, human capital, right? When we talk about land now, what do we call it? We call it landed property, land capital. Maybe it was from the basis of our economics then that we used to think that it is only money that is capital. Now, in fact, even in the books now, goodwill is amortized. How many of us are accountants here? We understand that goodwill is amortized. Trademark, patent is amortized. It's money. So, this is the crux of it. Because so many people are, are brought low. They can't do business because they are looking for the money to do the business. But you don't need, if you don't, you don't need money to do the business because there are a lot of other capital that you can acquire that will translate to money. Let me tell you how the business that we were doing started. When I left Tunes, oh, sorry. When I left my last place of employment <laughs> with the 10 naira, I got home to Ibadan. And I told my wife it was December, December period. And it's like, there is nothing to eat in the house. Please take the children, go to your own sister. I cannot follow you there. I hope some of us will understand. Let me say it that way so that you will understand, so that some people will not understand what I've said. So they left, and I was the only one in the house. While I was in the house, somebody I had met before we were discussing about poultry business in Malaysia, and the guy was, that was 1999, that was the year the new democracy started. Obasanjo was the head of the government. And you hear now that government has banned the importation of frozen chicken. Government was planning to ban the importation of frozen chicken. They needed figures to back what they were going to do. So we were commissioned to supply the figures. And we knew that government was going to do it. So in Malaysia, I was discussing with a group of people. And there was one man. He called me afterwards and said, how did I know that government was going to... Is the pre Okay, he's a, he's a governor now. The person I'm talking about now is a governor in one of the northern states. I don't want to mention his name anymore since I know that he's a public figure now. And he was like, how did I know that government was going to do that? And I said, this is my industry. This is my business. So I should know. And he says his business is importation of frozen chicken into Nigeria. And he knew that the business was going to suffer if government does what it was going to do. So he offered me employment right there that should come and work for him to develop a poultry. And I went on the basis of the company that I was working with before. So I told him it will be against ethics for me to start discussing employment with you when I'm sponsored by another company to come to this place. So that when we get to Nigeria, 
if I am free from the company, then I didn't even know I was going to leave the company. I will get in touch with you. Or I'll give you somebody that can do that for you. A lot of us would consider that an opportunity to make money, an opportunity to change our business. But the man recognized it as integrity and says, if you will not discuss employment with me here, then you must be a very sincere person. So when I left my last place of employment, I called him and told him, now we can discuss business. So he asked me to come on December the 20th, 1999, to come and meet him in Lagos. So I looked for transport money to come to Lagos. And after we discussed for about two to three hours, he gave me 20,000 naira. He said I should take it as my transport fare. Me that had only 10 naira, like two, three weeks before. The man dashed me 20,000, he said transport fare. And for what, what did I do? We just sat down and gisted now. And he gave me 20,000 naira. But he counted integrity for me. He counted the knowledge of the industry for me. He counted experience for me. So he gave me that money. And within three months or thereabouts, there was another woman that was coming to where I used to work, and she was buying eggs. She's a, a distributor of eggs. She, she, all the while, she will come to me and say, ah, she needed more and all of that and all of that. I should use my position to, off, to give her more. And I said, it will be unfair because there are other customers. So because of that, I can't do that. I, do, I can't do that. It will be unfair. And when she also heard that I had left, she also called me and said, now that you are in Ibadan, can you talk to some of your friends to see if I can get eggs? And I said, no problem, I can do that. She said, on every crate of eggs that you help me to get, I'll give you 10 naira. And then she was buying 2,400 trays of eggs every week. So at 2,400 trays of eggs every week, 10, 10 naira, and all she will do is pay money into my account. I'll take the money and go and pay, and our people will come and bring the eggs, come and take the eggs. So she was giving me 24,000 naira every week by just paying money into my account and me going to source the eggs for her. So in a month, that was 96,000. Then somebody called me and said, ah, I learned you have left. I want to employ you. At that time, I had already started forming big boys. So I told him, you can't employ me anymore. He says, okay, come and do consultancy for me. I'll go there like 24 hours. I'll do like one day with him. And he was paying me about 20,000 naira every month. So add 20 to 96. That's already 116,000. Another farm called me, said, come and do consultants. I said, ah, okay, another 10,000 every month. Somebody called me and said, ah, you can help me source for the old chicks. Because the old chicks was scarce. So if you buy the old chicks, and when every day old chick, I'll give you this amount. Even though I don't like to talk figures, but by the third month, already I'd already started earning close to 250,000 naira every month being on my own. And that was year 2000. And you can imagine what that will amount to over a period of time. So what counted for me? Integrity, honesty, hard work, experience, knowledge, those are the things. And to crown it all, the business, uh, I have a partner that I work with, just looked at me one day and said, only we can do, frozen, we can do uh, the old chicks business together now. We can begin to produce the old chicks. Why can't we? I said, no problem. He had known me for about, since 1994. 
And then it was the one that offered me a place where I was going to raise my own chickens. So when I go to raise, I was handling 250,000 chickens before I left my last place of employment. This one, I collected only 2,000 chickens of my own to raise. So when I do my own 2,000 chickens, I'm the one that will, do, that will give them feed. I will wash their drinkers and everything. I'll go to that, my friend's uh, farm. He had about 6,000. I'll go and do his own work for him also. When he's coming to the farm, he will meet me on the way. I say, don't worry. Don't go to your own farm. I've sorted out your farm. So when he was going to look for somebody to do business with, it was not a difficult choice for him. Let us build our character. Because our character is our person, is our personality. <laughs> by your character, I was sharing with him earlier today, by your character, I don't need to have friends. As it's why, from character and all of that now, a lot of you now will want to be my friend now. Abby, it's not about, it's not, you see, it's not about, a lot, of, a lot of us, we are focused on the wrong things. We are looking for money. Where money will be looking for us if we develop our own person, if we develop our character? How many friends, how many of your colleagues have you worked with that will, be, that will say, okay, ah, if they are asking for somebody, they will say, I can recommend this person. We don't even have good neighbors. That's the story of the Bible. We don't even have good neighbors that will give us the jars of oil. So if they tell us to pour our oil, maybe it is only one bucket we will find. So by the time we pour that oil into that bucket, it's finished because we don't have good neighbors. We have not been friendly to the people around us for them to be able to give us drums. So how do we multiply even the oil when the prophet comes and says, okay, now you can multiply your oil? Let me ask a perspective question on that. In three months, you were already earning 250000 naira. How was that compared to the salary you were earning before? I was earning 25000 Okay, so he was earning 25,000 naira in the job he was doing before, and then in three months it was times 10 by not having a job. Number four. No, sorry, let me, before we go on, so that we, so that we don't uh, think all is uh, rosy, all is not. <laughs> Even with the 250,000, let me talk about what I call delayed gratification. A lot of us are quick to display what we have acquired. Our wealth, we feel that now I have arrived. So let people know that I have arrived. By the time I was going to, all the while that I was making as much money, I did, the car that we had was, service, was for my wife to use. I was going by public transport. Even though I was earning that much, but I was going by public transport. And we were living in a 50,000 Naira per annum flat where I could not use air conditioner because my landlord was staying with me, so she doesn't want that kind of a thing. So I was living there, and maybe like three, four years, about three, or four, three years after, we had a property that we were earning a rent of about uh, one million naira every year, while we were staying inside the flat where we were paying 50,000 naira every year. <laughs> You know, let me, let, me, let me share something before I call number four. Many times when I would go to his house, I, I had to stay in my house for nine years, the house I was living in. Because when I go to his house, and I'm thinking of changing my landlord, I'm paying, of course I'm in Lagos, so I realize I'm paying like five times his rent. <laughs> it's what I'm paying. And, I'm, and I know that it's not, <laughs> the balance sheet is not equal. You know, so... We need to learn I minus E equals C. 
when I consistently put that away, it qualifies me for more. And it may not look like it's linear, but it's real. So if I can consistently ensure that what I'm making, I am keeping something away, I'm plowing it back into business, I'm growing my base. I will ultimately become rich. Not because it was a lot, but because I was doing it. Number four. Uh, my question is this. The first question is, uh, how can one recognize uh, his or her potential? You know, this business you are in now, uh, agricultural business, some people have done it and they failed. So how do you recognize that this business, when you do it, you are going to succeed? So the second question is, uh, when this business was growing, how do you create a niche to attract your customers? Whereby, you, you, you gain more customers from those that are doing the same business before you started. How do you create a niche to gain those customers? And the third question is, what keeps the business growing till this moment? What formula are you applying to make the business growing to this moment? So the first one is about potential. How do you know this is the business you should be? Right? From my sharing where we started, it does not matter the business that you are in. What matters is how, if you know who you are, which was the point we started from. If I dump the poultry today and I start a bank, if I am led to start a bank, I know I can. And I know it will succeed. See? It's not by accident, as they say, the man that does not have faith will not receive anything from God. Do you understand? Because it is your knowing that, I've to told you, what I require to succeed has been given to me from birth. It does not matter where I find myself. Yes, God will direct you to where he wants you to be, but it does not matter where I find myself because I have been created to succeed. I hope we can say that to ourselves. I really mean it. I have been created to succeed. When he says what others are saying, there's a casting down. It is, it, is not, it is not because, some of the time, we think it is because, yes, it is because of what we do. Sure, you understand. But it is flowing from who we are, what we have been made to be from the beginning. So I don't, I don't know whether I've answered your question. It is not about whether I'm in poultry. I can be called tomorrow to come and talk to you about banking if that is where I am also uh, working. I've been called now because I'm in poultry and I'm doing poultry, that is all. Some other person will come tomorrow and talk to you, for example, about pastoring a church or about being uh, a banker. And you ask the person, how do you know this is the job you should do? It doesn't matter which job you are doing. I hope I've answered that. Second thing, how do you create a niche for your products? I've told you, a lot of times we are running after the wrong things. They will come to you if you have been able to grow your character. Because your character is your person, is your personality. I tell people, now, if I, mention, if I say, okay, farm support, you will buy. If I, I, I'm a brand on my own. It does not matter. It does, it's not the company that is the brand. You are the brand. I am the brand. When I left my last place of employment, people were looking for me. Come and do consultancy for me. I was not carrying the brand of that company. 
if I leave this brand, if I drop this brand for somebody tomorrow and create another brand, because I am the brand. Do you understand me, sir? So you are the brand. It does not matter. People will come to you because of who you are. Yes, we say good quality products, good quality service. But all of those things, if up till today, there are people that will buy from our company because we are the ones behind the company. So that is the thing. It is the brand. You, create, you are the brand. Yeah. Then the third thing, what keeps it going? I've told you, I don't even know how to take leave. I don't know how to take leave. Yeah? The formula I'm applying. Ah, one plus one is equal to two. That's the formula. Sorry, but, I, maybe I, if, I don't, if I've not answered the question the way you expect me to answer it, sometimes I make a joke of things so that we don't begin to feel that we're only gone, one plus one is equal to two. Finish. If you know the one plus one is equal to two, apply it. Let, let, me, let me add something so that maybe I can speak his language. Now, there's, there's someone he came with. I don't know if you saw when he came. Did you see when he came? Now, the person he came with was a banker about five years ago, yeah. was a banker five years ago. They met because the person was interested in doing poultry business. Today, we're having a short discussion where they were making fun of me. They said, if I'm interested in buying their farm, <laughs> if, I, if I have investors and I want to buy the farm, I should go and bring one billion, something like that. Say 500 million. 500 I should bring 500 million. In five years, he's been able to grow his own farm to about 500 million value. He's a banker, but because he has a coach, yes, are we together? Yes, so because he has somebody who is saying, no, do it this way, don't do it this way, do it that way. Now, the formula is, the, you know, there is, there's the experience he's gained from time. So there's what he knows. And then applying yourself daily, believing you can daily, making sure that you keep on going the extra mile. And you know, the funny thing with this line of business, when you are saying niche, I don't even understand because the way, when I listen to him, I don't see niche. There are some products, there are some, there are some things that they are doing that they've paid for down for next year. As in, they've paid down. I was telling him recently that maybe since he doesn't have much that he's doing now, maybe I can bring like 10,000 cartons of Ruzu so that they can sell. <laughs> no, no, but, but seriously, it's, it's a once you do. Many times we are focused on techniques. We are focused on quick fixes. We are focused on what method, what is the, what's the formula. The real formula is be consistent. Yes, be the right person. You will attract the right people. If you do the right things, the foundations well, the building will be good. The building will look good. And with guidance. So I've seen practically. And that's not the only person. I can point to a few people as well. Okay, this person has done this. Many of his friends are saying, ah, look, this poetry is like, it's making sense. People are failing in that industry. And what makes people fail is not because any industry is bad. It's because people will fail in any industry if they don't do the work that is required to succeed there. So watch, learn from who... We're having a discussion now. And he was telling me that it is best for the poultry to face east or west. I said, why? Why should we face east or west? And he said, well, because when the sun rises... It rises from the east. When it sets out the west, if you make your sun face north or south, it means when the sun is rising, all the light of the sun will enter the cage. And the chicken will be uncomfortable. But if it's east to west, it will be lying like this. 
it will not affect the chicken. And I'm saying, do people know that? He said, they don't know. People don't know. I said, so how do you know? He said, normal research. If your heart is in something and you are doing it, if you can read and you don't read, you have closed your eyes to the world. Thank you very much. Number five. Thank <laughs> you.